Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerd Unscripted. This is your host, Tony Leidig. And for today's topic, I thought it would be fun to talk about something that is very much a huge part of my life, and Kristen's as well. And I actually touched on this um, um, in the advanced e-com design uh, course that we just wrapped up last week. And uh, it was kind of interesting to talk about it there. We were talking about how to tap into creativity and all of that to create designs for e-com products, which it works well there in that space, but actually it's a much larger principle. Um, And I've taught on it at times over the years and I thought that it would be good to revisit it it's really what came to me for today uh, because it's so important and that is the topic of alignment being in alignment now I'll kind of break this down um, based upon my own experience and share stories that have kind of I guess, revealed why alignment is so important. And by saying alignment, here's what I mean. Very often, whether it's in our personal lives, our business lives, our family lives, whatever the case may be, we want, you know, the best for our our lives. We want to find a great job that's rewarding, that'll make the kind of income that We desire, we want to be in a relationship with a loving, significant other where, you know, you're firing on all cylinders together. Um, We want to have a great relationship with friends and family, Um, you know, on and on it goes. Or maybe even taking it a little bit deeper, we want to, uh, within our business, perhaps get new ideas, new strategies, new insights. You know, all of those, uh, all of those different areas of our life, we deserve, you know, and it's available to us. But yet, there's a lot of times where we struggle uh, to tap into that. And very often, the reason why eludes us, you know, we can't quite figure out, you know, why things seem to be conspiring against us rather than for us. And why... Um, when we get like maybe a great idea or we meet that special person or whatever, everything seems to fall apart or it just don't work out or they're not who we thought they were or the idea just kind of bombs or we start to take action and then discover somebody else beat us to the punch. I mean, there's a lot of dynamics that happen like that. And I've certainly experienced them over the years uh, on a lot of occasions, probably more than not. Um, but I always paid attention to when things didn't go the way I expected them to in every part of my life. And it's easy to do that because it's not, we're not getting what we want. And so it's easy to notice that. But what could be more challenging to notice is what's going on when, when it does work like when we do get what we want and the things just naturally fall into place. And I'm not quite sure why we seem to lean in that direction, you know, where we're more quick to notice what goes wrong rather than what goes right. 
Um, maybe it's just who we are as a race of people. I don't know. But um, that's why, like, in the past, we've talked about the importance of gratitude and responsibility. And those certainly play an important role. But the one thing that stood out to me um, over the years in pretty much every area of my life is that whenever I came into alignment with my desires, in other words, um, every part of who I am was lined up with what I wanted, what I expected, what I was hoping for, it happened a lot more quickly than if I was out of alignment. Um, out of alignment, if you think about this as a visual, hold your hands up and, you know, if you hold them like I'm holding my hands right now, you can't see it, but my left hand is facing my right hand and my right hand is lower than my left hand. And there's about three or four inches between them. And so that is my view of being out of alignment. Like if you move your hands up and down with space between them, they're never going to run into each other, right? But if I move my hands over so that they form a straight line, you know, they're perfectly aligned. I can like, if I move my right hand up, I'm going to bump into the bottom of my left hand. And that's how I view alignment. Um, and sometimes the best way to tell whether we are in alignment with something that we're, we're wanting to move forward in, um, honestly, sometimes the easiest way to find out whether or not we're in, our, in alignment is whether it's actually working or not. You know, uh, it seems like it's more easy to, to notice when we aren't in alignment because it just, things aren't working. And so, um, I'll share some examples, uh, from my personal life just to kind of illustrate this and then we'll dive in a little bit deeper. Um, one of the big struggles that I had, um, well, let me back up a little bit further. Um, Many of you know that Kristen is my second wife. Um, my first wife, Deborah, and I were married for 21 years. Um, she is the, the mother of my children, if you will. And we still get along really well. We were, I was just hanging out with her and her husband um, Saturday, this past weekend. And, but one of the things, there were a lot of dynamics that led to our eventual divorce. But, uh, and, you know, there was no, it's all her fault or it's all my fault. There's two of us. So it was both our faults, if you get right down to it. But one of the things that I feel helped contribute to our going in different directions was that... Um, I was and have been for a long time very committed to personal development. I just, that's, it's important to me and I spend a lot of time, even to this day, every day, investing in personal growth because I don't want to be the same asshole that I was 20 years ago, you know? I mean, it's real easy to, to be that and do that. I want to be better. I want to be better than I was 20 or 30 or 40 years ago, you know? And, um, and so as a result, 
there are times when um, you know things are pointed out to you that you can very easily say, "Oh, you're crazy. I'm not that person." But when you start hearing it from enough different directions, it's kind of an indicator that you're out of alignment in that area. And so what happened with us, one of the things that happened with us was that I was growing a lot. I was identifying a lot of the crap in my life and, and changing it and doing something about it. Personally, I had a huge anger issue, like a flash anger, um, which, you know, I, I saw that in my dad and different you know, scenarios like that. And it scared me. I, you know, it was something that I really felt I needed to deal with. And there were some other things as well. Um, but I was on this path of personal growth and just constantly changing and growing and trying to improve and, you know, money mindset. I mean, in like 2002, I think I made $11,000 total for the entire year. Um, that's not acceptable to me, you know, but yet I didn't really know what to do, like to get past that. I didn't know how to get past, well, I mean, my business really tanked that year and it slowly did increase. I think I made maybe 30,000 the next year and 50,000 a year after that. But, um, it really, whenever things get challenging, it really gives you pause or it should anyway, and make you think what's going on here. So while I was going through the personal development, my ex-wife was not. And, you know, whenever you have a moving object and a stationary object, um, over time, what happens is distance. And that's really one of the big things that happened with us. And she's still, to this day, there's been some growth there, but she's still in a lot of the same mind space that she was 10 years ago, which is how long we've been apart. And, uh, and so I'm not saying that to disparage her or anything like that. We're all on our own journeys. We're all on our own path, but we came out of alignment. We were no longer in alignment. And, um, as a result, it had a huge effect on our relationship and our kids and everything else as well. And so that was one thing, you know, that I kind of realized and noticed. And then, um, you know, after being married 21 years, all of a sudden here I am a single guy, you know, and I, and it was a shock from the perspective of, you know, having a, a wife, two kids, two dogs, three cats, all living in the house. And now all of a sudden I'm in an apartment by myself. So I went from all of that pet owner, married, children at home to 100% empty nest. And uh, so that kind of, those kind of transitions will get your attention really quick. And it will definitely force you to take a look at what the hell is going on. And so, you know, me getting into the dating scene was kind of awkward because I hadn't done it for so long. Um, but I figured it out. I didn't know what I wanted uh, necessarily uh, at first, but I figured it out. And one of the things that I picked up um, from that process was that, you know, I had an opinion of what I didn't want and what I did want in 
another person. I wasn't convinced that I would necessarily get married again, but it seemed like there was always something that was off. And ultimately what I realized was that in looking for that person to be special in my life or whatever, I was just grasping at straws, just randomly taking, you know, whatever I could. And it wasn't until, and so as a result, every one of those relationships was out of alignment. There was always something and it wasn't necessarily them. You know, in some cases it was me, but, uh, Ultimately, I got to the point, and others had said this. It's like, Tony, until you are 100% happy with who you are, living a single life, just content with yourself and your friends and family and all of that, you're really going to struggle to find the relationship that you want. And I'm like, you're full of it. Like, that just isn't real, you know? I'll prove you wrong, except that I couldn't. And so finally, you know, I mean, even my mom kind of got in on like, really another one, you know? (laughs) And so finally I decided that, um, I had enough. I I was done. I was over it. And I just let it go. I mean, I made a quality choice of I don't need another woman in my life. I've got two daughters that are awesome. I have two sisters that are awesome. I have my mom, you know, I don't need any women. I have some great female friends like Felicia Slattery and, uh, Therese Sparby or Sparkins or whatever she goes by these days, you know, and Kristen of course was a close friend of mine and it's like, I'm good. You know, I finally got to that place where different ones told me I needed to get to, and it finally, I just got fed up with the crazy. I mean, that's really what it came down to. I got fed up with the crazy and it's like, you know what? I don't need crazy in my life. And so I made this jump again and no disrespect to the ladies that I dated, you know, I'm still friends with pretty much all of them. Um, and they are awesome in their own right. Just not with me because we were out of alignment. And so no matter how much we tried, there was one thing or another that just didn't line up. And so I, I said, I'm done. I'm, I'm over it, you know, and it took me six years to figure that out. Uh, cause I'm such a fast learner. Um, but what was interesting <clears throat> as soon as I unattached to all of that, you know, I became unattached, like, okay, I'm cool. Two weeks later, is when Kristen and I got together for a date. Two weeks. And it's like, uh, to say that I was very apprehensive would be an understatement. And she would tell you, you know, it's like, I was so gun shy because I just made this, this choice. And I mean, I knew Kristen. Kristen and I have known each other for eight years. So I watched her own version of crazy <laughs> over the years. And there were a couple different times as a friend, I'm like, man, there is just no way. Nope, not going to happen. Um, and so whenever we decided to um, meet up and go out on a date, because she was living, well, I was living here in Pennsylvania. She was living, I forget where she was at the time, maybe North Carolina or Florida, somewhere in there. Uh, we met up in North Carolina, but, um, I, 
I just was unwilling to let her in at that level uh, just because of all of the misalignment and everything. But I quickly discovered that she was different than what I knew her to be. And it became obvious fairly quickly and fairly quickly being defined as over the course of several months um, that we had a, an alignment connection that I'd never even experienced before, not even with my first wife. And it, it was evident because, you know, we could spend time together and not kill each other. And I mean, you have the honeymoon time and I get that, you know, when a couple first gets together, there's always that. But, you know, we're coming up on four years now and it's not changed. It's still like whenever we come together on an idea or something like that, it's not like times two. You know what I mean? It's exponential what happens whenever we come together. And so it showed me the power of alignment in a relationship. Um, as soon as you, you know, find somebody who's aligned with your values and you're aligned with their values and vision and dreams and all of that, it's a beautiful thing. And we have something special that I know that there's some folks who don't have that and haven't experienced that. But it's possible. And the only, you know, the fastest way that I could get to it after trying and trying and trying for years was to unplug and say, nope, I'm done. I don't need it. And some of that, it sounds easy to come to that decision. It wasn't. Um, I had to realize that I was comfortable with who I was as a person. In other words, I had to come into alignment with myself, which is really number one. Coming into alignment with yourself. Um, if you're at odds with yourself, you know, you, there's something in your life that you hate or you don't love yourself or, you know, any of those kinds of things. Um, it's hard to be in alignment with anyone or anything else if you're not in alignment with yourself. So that is definitely the first step that I really should have mentioned. And it was, it took me a really long time because I discovered that I was quite self-deceived um, in thinking that I was okay as is when in reality I wasn't. Um, I would focus on most of like, I would take the parts of me that I liked which may have been 75, 80%, something like that. There were just a couple things that I didn't like about myself. There were insecurities and all of that. And I didn't know why they were there, but they were there. And so what I decided to do without even realizing, like this wasn't a conscious decision, was that I would take all the stuff that I loved, which was quite a bit of who I am. And I made that... 85, 90%, whatever it was, I made that 100%. You know, I kind of resized it like you would in Photoshop. The only problem is that the 10% or 15% or whatever it was, was still there. You know, maybe swept under the proverbial rug, but it was still there. And so it wasn't until I faced up to that, that things really started changing pretty dramatically and I'm such a hardhead that I required 
outside intervention <laughs> to get me to that point through the form of uh, a program that, um, well, both Chris and I have been through it. And uh, it's run by some friends of ours called Radical Leadership. And I was very resistant to going to it just because I knew my ship was going to be on the line. And I'm not big on confrontation or, you know, those kinds of things. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to own your own stuff. And so I remember going to this event and you're basically unplugged for three days with some other people. It's not what a huge crowd. And, um, like the facilitators knew me pretty well. And my cat is lonely. Waysa, stop. She thinks she needs in here. Um, but anyway, the facilitators knew me well. And um, I remember going through, like there was one point, it was the first day and the facilitator had asked a question or something and I was waxing eloquent, you know, playing my, my normal uh, Tony the teacher, whatever self. And uh, she shut me down in front of everybody. I mean, just shut me down. And the gasp that happened from everyone else in the room, I'm pretty sure sucked out most of the oxygen because there was an audible gasp. And I think, you know, everyone had their oh shit moment. And uh, like, man, I hope she doesn't do that to me. But I needed it. Like, I needed to be whacked up alongside the head like that. And it caught my attention. And so that came back around full circle to haunt me like two days later. Because I had gone through the entire weekend. We were in the last day. And I'm struggling because it's like, well, I know this has been awesome and the information's been good. But it, like, what I wanted to have happen hadn't happened. And that was to get to the core of who I am. And I really didn't feel like we had accomplished that. And so I'll never forget the last day we're there. And, you know, and she just basically very kindly and lovingly dressed me down. Um, I'm standing in front of her. And everyone else is there. There's like a dozen people there. And uh, she's like, so who are you? And I'm like, I don't know, like teacher, philosopher, photographer, whatever. And she's like, no, that's not what I mean. Like, who are you? I want you to set aside Tony the teacher. I want you to set aside Tony the philosopher. I want you to set aside Tony the artist, Tony the photographer. Like, set all of that aside. That's not who you are. So if you set all that aside, what's left? And I looked at her like a dog in a new pan, like, I don't know. She's like, well, there is something left. So tell me what it is. And I'm like looking at her and said, I guess it's just me. And whenever I said that, all of a sudden I got it. Like I realized that 
I was defining who I was based on what I was doing and based on what I believed about myself rather than just being, you know, like the good news is for you guys and gals is that you can never be me and you wouldn't want to be, you wouldn't make a good version of me, but I make a perfect version of me as a, and the same is true in opposite form. You know, like I see Kathleen and Tony and Mark and different ones are here. Like I would not do you very well. I would not make a good you only you can do that but it's important to recognize like what that means you know so what does it mean to be tony Lydig? what does that even mean i mean i'm still freaking discovering that but that day i had an epiphany because i realized that i wasn't in alignment at all i thought i was you know because i am a teacher i think that's evident and i am a philosopher and a researcher and photographer like i i am those things I do those things but they don't necessarily define me at my core and that's really what I was getting at was that and it was not long after that um like I was in a harrowing relationship it was crazy and literally that day later in the day all of that resolved and it was just a couple months after that is actually when Chris and I got together. So it took me a couple months to kind of process through, you know, what it really meant to get in touch with who I was. But my business dramatically changed after that. Like everything dramatically changed. My relationships, uh, everything dramatically changed. Why? Because I came into alignment with myself. And so now that I'm in alignment with myself, it means that I can um, align correctly with other situations, other scenarios with my business. I mean, my business, I was doing okay in it, um, you know, for sure. But that year, which this would have happened in May, I think is when I went to radical leadership. um, I made as much in the next... 30 days as I had the entire year leading up to that. Uh, It was insane. Like, and I didn't do anything different. It just, it blew up. And of course, you know, relationship kind of fell into place with Kristen and all of that. And so that got my attention to think, okay, so there's definitely something to this. And I really wanted to break it down to see why and one of the things that I discovered was that permission plays a huge role in the alignment process because if you don't give yourself permission to be who you are or to embrace it's like well I want to come into alignment with a million dollars okay awesome that's great so who do you need to be as a person to be in alignment with a million dollars like there's a question to have the ideal person in your life as a significant other who do you need to be well the easy answer is you need to be yourself which is true but maybe the better question is what do you need to let go you know because chances are you may have never made a million dollars before and so you have no context for that 
but there's still a positioning that kind of happens. You can come into alignment with it. And you're going to see how, you know, once you start thinking about this, when things are misfiring in your life <clears throat> at whatever level, doesn't matter, professional, personal, business, whatever, um, if you, if your first, first two questions come down to, am I really in alignment with this? And who do I need to be or become to be in alignment with this? Some things start to happen. First of all, you start to evaluate, do I really even want this? You know, is this really what I want? Um, and second of all, so it's checking your motives, which is always a good thing. Uh, and second of all, it shines a spotlight on you which can be very uncomfortable, especially if you have crap that you're holding on to that you need to let go. Well, it wasn't my fault. I didn't cause it. Doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter. Um, we all had, you know, people that we saw growing up that we watched. You know, I mean, my dad was the product of a rape. Okay. Turns out both his mother and father were as well. Um, so that puts some interesting dynamics into the equation. You know, it certainly impacted him. And that's what I got to see growing up as a kid. So, um, you know, I could go back and say, well, I'm the way I am because of my dad. And there may be an element of truth to that, you know, genetically and through observation. But ultimately, the buck stops with me. I can choose to be that way or not, you know. Uh, and so once we move out of the easy escape of denial <laughs> and start taking responsibility, like we talked about a few weeks ago and let that spotlight shine and say, okay, I, you know what? I see it. I get it. Um, and then make a quality choice to move past that, which sometimes I've discovered that Identifying something and moving past it are two different conversations. And sometimes it just takes revelation. Um, and I, it sounds a bit of a scapegoat to say that, but that's been my experience. You know, once something has been revealed as uh, an alignment issue, I spend a lot of time, usually late at night, just kind of pacing in my house. I pace for a lot of different reasons, but... I'll just kind of walk back and forth through my house or in the basement somewhere like that and just say, so how do I get past this? Like, what is the trigger? What is like, what is tethering me to that issue? Because that's really what it's kind of like. I mean, if you think about you have like, let's say that there's a doorway that you want to walk through and the doorway is 40 feet away from where you are. The problem is that you have a chain tied to your ankle and the chain is 39 feet long. So you can get to the door, you can even open the door, but unless you get rid of that chain, you are not walking through that door. Okay. It's a tether that's holding you back from going to the next place. So you have to figure out how do I break that tether? How do I break that chain so that I can get into alignment to go through the door and be on the other side? So that's the challenge that uh, we often face. And what I found is, first of all, there is no 
tether that attaches to us that cannot be broken. That's the first thing. Most of the time, the reason why we struggle with um, getting free of something isn't because it's impossible to get free from. It's because we're getting something out of being attached to it. It's feeding our story. And we're addicted to that story. I mean, there's actually chemicals that fire whenever we think that that story, whether it's a good story or a bad story. And so we're getting something out of it. Um, and I've shared before some of my issues like that, like the need to save the day all the time. You know, that was one of my tethers that was actually disguised as something good. You know, it's like, yay, I saved the day. Hurrah. You know, um, and there's nothing wrong with being a hero. We all want to be heroes. But um, when it becomes unhealthy and keeps you stuck, then it's a problem. Then it's a tether that holds us into place. And it prevents us from becoming who we really need to be or who we actually already are. And so because it's hindering us, we stay out of alignment. And so, you know, we might get, I mean, you think about water coming out of a pipe and the pipe is facing straight down, the water's pouring straight down and it's just kind of spraying all over the place. You can take a glass and even hold it slightly off center and you're still going to get water in it, you know, um, but not like if, if the glass is directly under that spigot, you know, it's going to fill up a lot faster. And so we see success. We experience quality things in our lives in whatever area you want to talk about because the glass is filling. And so we say, well, we are getting some results, so we must be in alignment. Well, what if the alignment that you're in is 90%? or 80%. For some folks, perhaps that's good enough. Um, for me, I'm just not content with that. I want 100%. Because when we become 100% in alignment with family, with friends, with business decisions, with whatever, magic happens. Like, it almost is like real magic. And so it's recognizing like that extra 10%. And what I found is it's kind of like theoretical physics uh, and quantum physics. Once you get down to a certain point, you hit a wall and you're not quite sure how to move past it. And I, I found that this is often the same way. And so if you think about like uh, two objects and they're moving back and forth, uh, almost like a form of vibration, if you think about it, and then eventually, you know, they kind of zero in and they just, boom, they stop. Like two magnets, you know, that are, they're attracted to each other and they come together pretty quickly, but they still may not be 100% in alignment. Just a little tweak will put them in perfect alignment. And that's very often what it's like, um, what I found. So let me give you a couple more examples, and then we'll talk on this some more. Um, so I shared about relationship and what I experienced with that from an alignment perspective and how I got there. You know, it ultimately came down to me loving myself and who I actually am and not giving a rip whether you guys like who I am or not. You know, <laughs> no offense, but 
I mean, this show, Nerd Unscripted, is the result of me saying, you know what? Being a nerd is part of who I am. I always, like the stuff that I've been talking about over the last 15 weeks or so, some of it is pretty controversial. And I knew that some of it could potentially alienate certain folks um, or make them think less of me. It's like, I can't believe Tony embraces XYZ. But with all due respect, I don't care what you think. <laughs> like, I'm doing it as much for me as anything. And if nothing else, uh, it really helps me identify with folks that are like-minded. You're all still here. Every week you show up. And, um, and plus it allows me to really test out some things, which is always one of the motivators behind me doing anything like this. But this is part of who I am, you know? Yes, I believe in aliens. Yes, I've had paranormal experiences. Yes, I've gone to psychics, you know, on and on it goes. It's part of who I am. And I've come to accept that and not hide it. And, uh, so there you go. But, Here's something else that's been really cool um, where we've discovered that alignment plays a, a big role in things as well, and that's with business. And Kristen and I spend a lot of focused time and energy on this because we're pretty active when it comes to business. We have three companies, um, her online company, my online company, and then um, Interact, which is the parent company of all of our everything else you know our retail stores and all of that and um and so because of that there's a lot of dynamics that play into it i mean you know run two retail stores just that alone can be a full-time job and then some um and not to mention um you know what we teach online and those kinds of things and understanding that there's more that we have planned we have you know, a number of other businesses that we want to start and plan to start. And within that context, we uh, started noticing something. And that is that whenever we fully came into a, an alignment with one of those stores, which we have a 26 page uh, master plan that we follow, um, but 26 page, yeah, I guess that's what it is. But anyways, uh, one of the things that we discovered was things to start falling into place for something. It happened with the toy box. It happened with Nerdvana. Um, and that was that once uh, we made a decision, we're definitely going to do this. We can see this. You know, we can see the toy store. So I operate under the premise, just kind of alluding to that for a minute. I operate under the premise that my business, my personal life, all of it already exists, it, complete, outside of time. So, like, everything that I'm to accomplish in my lifetime already exists somewhere. My job is to be able to see that, to align with it, and then walk it out, but not attached. And so, Kristen and I realized, as we started to talk about the toy store, that we saw the same thing. We were like describing this building and everything in it that already existed. It was like taking a tour 
You know, if you've ever gone to somebody's house and they gave you a tour, and then I asked you the next day, so what was it like? And you say, oh, well, we, on the first floor, we saw this and this and that, and then they showed us this, and it was super cool, and, like, that's how we saw it, even though it didn't exist. So the first thing we realized was that we had clarity. You know, we had clarity of where we wanted to go, and, you know, which was basically just recognizing what was already there. So we had clarity. Then we uh, had to embrace the permission that we could do it. It was okay that we gave ourselves permission. You know what? Let's do this. You know, let's do this thing. Let's make the quality decision. And it was the weirdest thing ever. Like how that happened. Uh, We had been talking about a toy store. Wouldn't it be cool? Kristen's had had a dream for that ever since she was five. And we were talking about it. And, you know, we visit a lot of toy stores. And uh, so one day we were having a conversation and she's like, it's something I definitely want to do sometime. And I'm like, well, then let's do it. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, no time like the present. Let's do it. And she's like, I always kind of thought that would be something that I might retire and do. I never really thought about doing it like now. Like, why not? Let's let's do it. And so that kind of led to us sort of paying attention to um, where we might do it. Like, where would we put a store? And so um, we were talking with a friend of ours about this, and he's like, you need to talk to so-and-so. Um, he's a retailer downtown. So we talked to him, and he's like, oh, there's a space you guys should check out. So it was like March, and it's freaking cold. <clears throat> and uh, we were still in the middle of work, uh, remodeling our house here and, and building the play space and all of that. And um, so we took this walk and we came to this location and I was on the phone with, we were in the middle of doing a refinance and I was on the phone with the, the bank folks. And so I wasn't really paying attention other than looking in the window and seeing that it really looked cool and the outside of it looked cool and everything. And um, there was a sign in the window with a phone number to call, but I'm on the phone. And so I'm half paying attention. And so eventually we walk away and I'm talking to Chris and, and I said, so did you get the information and everything um, to call? And she's like, yeah, I took a picture of it. And I'm like, what's the address? And she, I said, did you write that down? She's like, I don't think I need to. And I said, why? And she said, because the address is 42. 42 South Main. Well, for those of you who are fans of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, um, 42 is considered the answer to everything. Like the answer to everything in the universe. Yeah, Douglas Adams. Exactly. And, uh, and so, you know, it's very much a nerd number. And uh, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, holy crap, that's our building. You know, we came into alignment made a call two months later we signed the lease two months later we had our grand opening and so it just like boom 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 so fast forward six months 
we started talking about wouldn't it be cool to have a nerd store and you know to have the kinds of toys and gifts and stuff that we can't carry in a birth to 12 you know toy store and so we started talking about it and we thought you know what would be cool wouldn't it be cool if we could like build like uh, different sets in there that people could have their picture taken in front of and we could look at different areas of pop culture like Harry Potter and Stargate and Star Wars and all these different things and The Hobbit and everything and so we started talking about it and we got this picture in our head of what it would look like we got clarity and so then we are visiting one of our friends who has a a a crepe shop crepery uh, called Brussels Cafe and we were in there talking and it's like well you know we've been talking about eventually maybe doing another store and he's like do you know the owner of the building here where I am I'm like no it's like his name is Brett he's awesome to work with and actually he's back there he's remodeling the back part of the building to perhaps you know put retail space in there or something like that like you should go back and talk to him. So we weren't looking for a building or anything like that, but we went back and talked to Brett. And uh, a handshake later, we had space for our second store. And um, and he was like, I'll remodel this however you want. Like, I'll do whatever you want. And... Um, this was February maybe of this year and uh, he did he he did that exact thing and the nerd store that we have now is exactly what we envisioned and so what happened we got clarity we gave ourselves permission to go for it we stepped into alignment with what already existed as a vision and then we took the approach of being unattached and i've talked about that before and it's kind of hard being unattached is kind of hard to describe it's like there's it's almost like faith um it it's like a knowing that you know what i know that this is going to happen but i don't want to control how it's going to happen just that it is like that's the best way I can think of to describe it. It's like holding something in your hand, like having your hand open and a butterfly landing in your hand. You don't own that butterfly, but yet you get to enjoy the beauty of it. And it may take off. It may stay there. You don't know. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because you're enjoying that moment. And so that's kind of how I see unattached. You're not holding on for dear life trying to make something happen that's when you step out of alignment immediately like whenever you bring that will you know by god one way or another this is going to happen you know i not to say that it doesn't require work being in alignment and everything it does it requires a lot of work there you have to keep taking the steps to move forward into that vision but um, same with relationships. It's exactly the same. It works exactly the same. Now, here's one thing, believe it or not, there's actually a caution to this. Um, it's a good caution, but it's a caution nonetheless. Uh, and it's something that we've seen happen twice now. And uh, 
it's kind of hilarious uh, in some respects because like we have this master plan that has these different businesses and such in it. And we have the way we have it designed is like we have an outline of basic, basically like the mission statement of the store, the, um, the attributes of the store. In other words, what we're going to sell and why, and then the lessons that we want to like, what's the lessons that we want to gain from having this store? You know, maybe it's how to manage multiple stores. Maybe it's, um, you know, working uh, primarily selling products that are created by, you know, um, by makers as opposed to, you know, just getting a, you know, buying retail or buying from a big company or something like that. So there's always uh, a list of things of things that we hope to gain or learn through that experience uh, knowledge and and so we have all these different stores laid out like that and we have a pretty clear picture of them but one of the things that we found is that as we gain more clarity and we start talking about the clarity that we have like our next store is most likely going to be an ice cream parlor and uh, called um, uh, we changed the name recently Wonder Sweets and Candy Emporium I think is where we are right now with the name um, and the the concept is that we have we want to have an ice cream parlor um, there was a there's a local ice cream maker that we wanted to talk to to perhaps carry their ice cream and then we also want to have like classic candy um, not like chocolate but like the you know the candy that we all grew up on when you go to the five and dime store and you could get you know like for a quarter you get it like a bag of candy I don't know if you remember that so like the little little wax soda bottles that had like the colored liquids in it or uh, like the cigarettes that you can pretend like you're smoking, but it was gum and it blew out this like white powder sugar, uh, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So we want to have like these classic, uh, candies and, um, artisan European chocolate. So I guess we are having chocolate from that perspective, but we're not making our own, but we want European, Belgian, Irish, you know, some of those chocolates. And, um, so anyways, I'm a huge Alice in Wonderland fan, have always been. And so we're using Alice in Wonderland as the visual driving factor for the store. So oversized everything, you know, um, and probably mushrooms as chairs and, you know, whatever. Um, and so we have a lot of clarity. And, and what happened uh, was that because we got really clear alignment started naturally happening like a magnet and um like we're a year out on this store you know uh but Kristen started talking with um the guy who developed the uh the building for the uh, nerd store there's another section in that building um that he's looking to renovate and so she's uh, she's been talking to him and said, you renovate it, we'll take it. This is what we want to do with it. So we painted a vision to him. 
and he's like all over it. And uh, so we have another handshake on that space. Uh, we basically went to him and said, any properties you develop downtown, just count us in as, as tenants. We'll give you five years, you know, and we'll be good to go. But uh, with this one, Chris and I had the conversation with him. We had a handshake. So we've gotten clarity. We've given ourselves permission but we're not ready to really start working on that story yet. We just opened our last one a month ago. So, you know, but we're thinking ahead. I mean, honestly, we have things planned out to 2028. But um, so we're thinking about this and talking about it as if it already exists, because it does out there, you know, in the ether realm or whatever. Um, and I randomly get this phone call uh, the with in less than 24 hours after the handshake, I get this random phone call from a guy that I haven't spoken to in six months. Honestly, not even sure how he got my phone number, but nonetheless, I've known him for a long time. We just don't talk. And he's like, hey, I heard through the grapevine that you guys might be interested in opening an ice cream parlor or ice cream shop. And my first thought was, what grapevine did you hear that on? Because it's not something we've talked about very much in public. And I'm like, yeah, we were thinking about that. Why? And he's like, well, I was just talking with one of the owners of Trickling Springs, which is a local ice cream maker. And he wants to get his ice cream into downtown Chambersburg. And I don't have time to do anything like that. I have no desire to do anything like that. But I heard that about you guys. And so if it's all right with you, can I share your contact information and everything with him and what you want to do? And then you guys can talk directly. Well, Trickling Springs, turns out, is the exact ice cream maker that we wanted to carry in our store. But we don't know them. We hadn't taken that step yet to, you know, to strike up that conversation or anything because we're not ready. You know, we're not ready to start another store yet. And we won't be for months, um, probably late fall and or maybe even early next year. Uh, but it was just like I I looked at Krista, I told her about it. And I'm like, wait a minute here. I see what's going on. Like it just all of a sudden became clear. We came into alignment. And the moment we did, things started falling into place, just like they need to, except that we weren't ready. Like, we accidentally came into perfect alignment. And so we had to, like, okay, hold on a minute. We're not ready to start working on store number three just yet. But in our minds, it exists perfectly we can see the whole thing i could describe i could walk you through the entire thing right now just based on what's in my my mind and describe it all to you so that you could see it too so it already exists and check this out there's a new courthouse 67 million dollar courthouse you know the local government folks are really proud of that number um but uh guess where it's being built uh and it's supposed to be finished two years from now right across the street from where our ice cream parlor are going to be. So I'm thinking lots of stressed people, you know, going there for jury duty in court, you know. Um, we are totally going to support stress eating as 
an ice cream parlor directly across the street from the courthouse. Uh, so positioning, we're in the perfect spot and we know it. Uh, but the problem was that we came into alignment a little too quickly and everything just started boom, 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 clicking into place just like that. Because that's what happens when you're in alignment. That's why it's so important. And so whenever we recognized that that, that happened, we started going back and looking. Because there's another store that we want to open called uh, Rocks and Roll. And Rocks and Roll is a rock and mineral shop. And we want to have a gem mine so that people can come and, you know, if you've ever been to a gem mine. Um, and we have friends uh, who run... Um, similar kind of thing in North Carolina in Boone and um, they're actually the ones that we got our dinosaurs from was from them and uh, so we've been we were talking about this rock shop uh, same thing we got clarity on it we're like you know we go to rock shows a lot and we have friends that give us rocks and all kinds of stuff it's fun um, I've had customers pay for courses with rocks okay both of us have uh it's it's a beautiful thing but <laughs> it isn't just about paying 97 dollars to get a toning course you have some really cool rocks minerals or fossils talk to me um but anyway so we're talking about this shop and all of a sudden we found a space that was perfect i mean perfect and Kristen was uh, chatting with Trina, who she's the wife of the guy that we got our dinos from and everything. And she's like, yeah, we, you know, we're planning on doing this shop and we want to have a gem mine and, you know, do what you guys are doing and all this. And we're going to use their ore and all of that. And Trina's like, well, it's kind of funny that you mention it because um, our uh, primary manager of our shop has decided that he wants to move um, back to live near his parents in Pennsylvania less than two hours from where you guys are and he could help you set everything up like he knows our entire business he could set everything up for you and we're like what <laughs> you know it was just a real shocker and we're like but all of a sudden we realized oh crap this is all starting to come together and we're not ready for it to come together yet same thing like with the ice cream shop, except the rock thing happened six months ago. So we're, we're developing this habit of kind of getting ahead of ourselves. And so we had to stop full stop because we weren't ready. Oh, we were still in the process of developing Nerdvana at that time. And we didn't want to open two stores simultaneous. And so what happened when we pulled full stop, was um, the space that we were looking at rented like the next day. Literally rented the next day. Uh, and there's a great store that's in there. Um, and so uh, actually we were looking at two spaces and they both rented uh, within a week of each other. Um, so neither one now is available. Um, but from the unattached perspective, I don't care. Like whenever we are ready and bring ourselves back into the perfect alignment with the vision, um, whatever space that we're supposed to be in will open up. I know that for a fact. But 
I share those two stories just as um, an encouragement or admonishment that it does work extremely well. As soon as you start getting the hindrances out of your life, whatever they are, and deal with your own crap, and then uh, get clarity on where you really want to go, where you want to be, and then align with what comes through that clarity with a position of, you know what? I know this is going to happen. I have no idea how. I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Doesn't really matter. I'm just, it's going to happen. It's part of why I'm here on the planet, whatever. Um, so being unattached like that, magic really happens. I have no idea how we're going to pay for a rock shop or an ice cream parlor. I'm One of our visions is to build a science center with life-size dinosaurs, like big ones. You know, you're talking about a $50, $100 million project. I don't have $100 million. I have no freaking idea how to get to point B for that. I But I've... I've walked it. I've toured it in my mind. I, I can describe every detail. It exists out there. Okay? So it will happen. It'll happen. The date that I have set for it is 2022. So I've got four years to figure it all out. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's going to happen. You know, the only thing that would prevent it from happening is me getting run over by a bus or something, and that's not going to happen. So, um, you watch. Mark my words. But where? Don't know. How? Don't know. When exactly? Don't know. But it's going to happen. I can see it. I have clarity on it. And uh, the funny thing is, Chris and I were just talking about that yesterday and then we had a meeting in the morning and one of the guys in the meeting because uh, we I just we mentioned the science center in passing and he's like how much land do you think you would need for that and I'm like I'm aiming for a hundred acres but more would be better and he says you know I know somebody who might be able to help you with that. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I'm not building a science center yet. <laughs> there are other things that we need to do. Because I'd already recognized, like, I got to be careful, you know. And I, so I've taken this, Chris and I both have done this, where we've taken it and applied it to our online businesses. It works. Uh, applied it to retail business. It works. Applied it to relationships. It works. And um, we found that if we get into a situation where it isn't working, this alignment thing, we're not in it. We're not in it. We're not in alignment. There's something that's off. And uh, as I mentioned Thursday night when I was talking about this a little bit, like I have something right now that's smacking me in the face. And I know that it isn't happening <coughs> because I'm not fully aligned to it. Like I know that 100%. And it highlights another issue that can arise um, that can prevent alignment from happening, and that's fear. 
Um, because you can get entrenched in this thing, this lifestyle of getting used to things working a certain way and being a certain way. And then whenever that's threatened, that security, <coughs> it can give you pause. Because we can't see everything. We can't see 100%. We may have clarity on where we want to go. Like this thing that I'm talking about, which I'm not going to share. I have 100% clarity. I can see it like the back of my hand. But I'm not fully in alignment with it because it's it's kind of like... Um, okay, so it's kind of like this. You know me, I, I teach off of pictures. So... Have you ever seen like those um, those Chinese finger things that like where you stick your finger in it and then you try to pull out and you can't? You know, it's kind of like that. Um, and the the finger thing, I don't know what they're called. I guess they're like made out of bamboo or something, um, or like bamboo leaves or something. But, you know, you stick your finger in and then you try to pull back and we're attached uh, and we can't get our finger out. Uh, we're attached to our past. We're attached to um, habit, you know, status quo. We're attached to, you know, I've always made my money doing this. And so the idea of <coughs> stopping that completely to do something else is scary because I still have bills to pay. You know, you, you can be attached to that. It could be, but I like things the way they are. I like being able to do what I want when I want without having to answer to anybody. You know, there's all of those things that we can get attached to. And if you've ever used those, those Chinese, I forget what they're called. Maybe some, one of you know what they're called. But um, if you try to pull back quickly, you will not get your finger out. The only way you can get your finger out is to relax and slowly pull it out. Okay? Slowly pull it out. And uh, then it comes right out as if there's no issue. You try to do it quickly, nothing happens. And so that's one of the things that I've discovered. Fear is probably like that Chinese lock thing. And uh, it can keep you trapped because, <coughs> excuse me. It's interesting that I developed a cough right when I started talking about this. I just want to point that out. It's from dryness in the house, but still wasn't an issue until I brought it up. So pay attention when things show up and you're talking about dealing with whatever stuff in your life pay attention to what happens so um in this situation i know exactly what i need to do to align 100 percent, and i know what's preventing the alignment from happening and i'm struggling with it i i'm just going to be honest with you like i know what i have to do and I'm scared to. Now, this has nothing to do with me or Kristen or anything like that. This is a business decision. But it's still one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. Uh, and that's a very normal thing to do. I've been here before. 
Um, whenever I started uh, in online marketing 12 years ago, I was in this exact same spot. And I took the exact same approach, <laughs> trying to have my cake and eat it too. And uh, damn it, it keeps coming up in my head like, so you want to keep doing this then? You want to keep doing XYZ? You want to, you know, like, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what I want. But yet I do know what I want. So it's been a struggle. And I think there's a lot of us that can end up living there like the rest of our lives. And so I will move past this alignment issue myself. I know I will um, sooner than later. Um, and I'm taking steps to basically force me to move past it because that's how I need to work things. Um, you know, like if I didn't pre-schedule webinars... I'd probably blow half of them off, you know, but people give me money and then I look like an ass if I don't show up. So, you know, <laughs> so I basically force myself to succeed and it works really well. Uh, and so I'm taking that approach with this other thing as well. And I have every confidence that it's all going to work out and I have every confidence that I'm going to step into exactly how I see it. There's no question. But what you'll find at times is that there can be resistance and you have to pay attention to the resistance because it points to you being out of alignment. So, um, you know, I would invite you to not use any of the standard scapegoats that I've heard other people use. Um, it's like, well, I need to meditate on it and just see. Well, that is important from a clar getting clarity perspective that's really important. Um, but I've heard some people at different times use scapegoat. And I mean no disrespect on this at all. I'm a huge believer in prayer. But I've heard people say things like, like whenever I was a pastor, would say things like, well, I need to pray about it. Which was a very religious sounding way of saying, I don't want to make a decision. Um, and I'm not opposed to prayer. Do it all the time, every day. But don't use it as a scapegoat. Don't use it as an excuse to get out of making the decisions that you need to make. You know, well, I don't have time right now because I'm focused on X, Y, Z. Nobody has time. Everybody has time. Time is irrelevant. You know, you can make time. Um, you know, we're, we tend to be stuck in this linear thinking about time because the clock keeps ticking every second throughout every day, but time really is nonlinear. So it's a bit of an illusion to say that we don't have time because the reality is we do. All right. Um, stay up an extra hour, get up an hour earlier, you know, take five minutes in the bathroom instead of 20. I mean, there's any number that's mostly for guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> There's any number of ways that you can come up with more time. So, you know, that that excuse don't work very well for me. Um, and I can waste time like the best of them. Uh, it's Amazon Prime Day. Good example. So um, be aware of that. And so if there's something that's in your life right now that you can see it as plain as day and it's just not happening. Um question you really need to think through a couple questions is am i clear on this and chances are you are 
Am I clear on this? Am I in alignment with it? And you're going to know as soon as you answer that question whether you're in alignment or not uh, because very often there's emotion attached to it. Like when you're really clear about something and you're passionate about it but it isn't happening and you don't know why, quote unquote, the moment you hear it or the moment it comes to mind, more times than not, tears will come also. You know, Kristen hates it whenever I tap into those things with her or vice versa or we're having a conversation. And I'm like, you know, I was thinking about what you're dealing with right now. Do you think maybe it could be this? You know, like in a text. And then nothing. I don't get any response right away. And then all of a sudden it's like, damn you, how do you do that? <laughs> it's like, because I've had plenty of practice, that's how I do it, you know? Uh, and so one of the best life lessons I think I've ever learned is to pay attention to everything. Pay attention to how I feel, pay attention to what's going on. And I don't mean how I feel like my back hurts, although you need to pay attention to that too. But I mean like, am I in a funk? Am I extra happy? How do I talk whenever I'm sharing someone with someone this thing that I'm after, the new business, the relationship? You know, am I animated or not? Um, you know, uh, how do I sound whenever I talk about the other thing that I don't want, you know? And so, like, all of that stuff I pay attention to. And I'd really encourage you to do the same because they're all indicators. Like, some have said that our emotions are like a guidance system for us to tell us where to turn and how to turn and when to turn. Um, but ultimately, I found that alignment is the thing. You know, as soon as you come into alignment with that thing that you have clarity on. And it could be as simple as, you know, I need a new idea for a story that I want to write or products that I want to create or that new course. It could be something business like that. It could be a relationship. It could be um, the mending of a broken friendship. Um, it could be anything. Uh, the car, you know. Um, I have to really be careful with cars because I start finding them like the exact ones that I want. And then it's like, I could buy this, but I already have two. Like, why do I need number three or number four? And so it's like, I go back and forth. It's like, well, Jay Leno collects cars. So maybe I just need to be like Jay Leno and get this Porsche anyway. I found a Porsche yesterday. It's like, good Lord. That's awesome. And then two weeks ago, I found a 67, yeah, 67 Mustang. I didn't buy that one. I'm not going to buy the Porsche, I don't think. But it's like the alignment thing works really well in every area of your lives, uh, which is why I was so excited to talk about it today. So anyway, um, I could share more stories, but... Yeah, Mark said about the number 42, it's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> Mavis says, I love your plan to totally support stress eating. You know, 
I love ice cream. Like cake, I can take it or leave it. I Like whenever we go to a birthday party, I'll have a piece of cake just for the simple reason that it's a birthday party. Or, you know, a lot of our family tends to do like uh, cupcakes, you know, because all the kiddos are still little. Um, but if I never ate a piece of cake again, I would not be sad. Because uh, it just, like any kind of pastry like that, donuts, I can eat them, but I don't ever. Uh, I just don't care. Um, and pie is a little more tempting for me. I like pie, but ice cream is the thing. <laughs> like, I'd freaking eat ice cream every day if I could. Fortunately, we found um, there's this brand of ice cream. Some of you may be aware of it, some of you not, called Halo Top. Halo Top is actually healthy ice cream. Like, you can get an entire pint, and it's only 280 calories, and it's uh, got protein in it and um, it's very low fat and very healthy it's like healthy ice cream go figure um, that's Kristen started on it I wasn't impressed at first but now I actually really like it a lot but having said that you hook me up with you know a local ice cream maker or even Rita's for that matter I'm down for the count. So if I have any concern at all over offering or opening an ice cream parlor, it would be the temptation of owning an ice cream parlor. Banana splits every day. Woohoo. I like that would be awesome. Have banana split every day. <laughs> Mark says, do I have some rocks for you? Bring them in. Take pictures. Send me an email, whatever. We can hook each other up. Uh, Mavis says, I love your alignment, synchronicity. Identify with your having things fall into place when you're not ready for it. Uh, we have to be careful not to open up to having things happen until we're ready for it. Been there, done that. Yeah, it's it's to the point where it's kind of humorous, but we're figuring it out. You know, it's like, okay, so... It's good to have vision, and I'm very visionary um, and very creative and all of that. And so I'm very much one to get it down because I may forget. Um, and then to reverse engineer the end result and figure out how to get to point Z, whatever. So, you know, we have in our document, we have it mapped out for 10 years with dates and then the steps that we need to take to get there. But apart from doing that work, I tend to not focus a lot on it just because I'm not ready to build a, a museum yet or what's after that, which I'm not going to share <laughs> because that is not the end result. The uh, Science Center is not the end result. It's just part of the end result. But, um, so we have to be careful to live in the moment, uh, and just stay focused on that. And, uh, Mavis also says, thanks Tony for the reminders about being unattached in alignment, gaining clarity. When stress happens, it's easy to forget the need to let go. Yeah. Stress, uh, is one of those things. Um, 
I used to be incredibly stressful all the time uh, years ago. And I almost never have stress now. Almost never. I do once in a great while, it'll show up. And I found that it's usually related to either my kids or my grandkids with health issues. You know, like if something's going on with them, I'll feel stress and concern and all of that. Like I get nervous, like, okay, we need to get past this, you know, that kind of thing. I'm healthy as an ox. <laughs> you know, I don't even know where that statement comes from, but like I'm incredibly healthy. I never, uh, never get sick or at least rarely. I think I've been sick since Chris and I have been together. So almost four years, I've been really sick one time. Um, and that was just probably for good measure, you know, just to pay my dues. But I just don't get sick. My ex-wife uh, is very sick-focused, we'll say. Um, and my girls, because I, I don't know if it's because I grew up with that. You could say the genetics are there. My oldest daughter has done some DNA testing, and I've been taking her through some of the health uh, connections related to DNA. Um, but both my girls struggle with different types of health issues at times. Um, and I've even, I've even seen it in some of my grandkids and I'm like, I, I've literally said to my girls, it's like, I'm never sick. So why would you take after your mom? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's not like we're doing it on purpose. Like, well, I, I know, but you know, Let's figure out how to get you well. You know, that's my goal. But stress contributes to sickness and everything, right? But what I found is my, my personal Tony logic says that um, with specifically with regard to stress, there is no amount of stress that I can carry or embrace that will make my situation better. <clears throat> if anything, it's going to make it worse. And it's going to affect my health, my clarity, my focus, all that. So if it isn't serving me, then why do it? And that's my philosophy. And so as a result, as soon as I feel stress, it's like, <coughs> excuse me, it really is dry in here, actually. As soon as I feel the stress come up, which any more depending on the kind of situation you're talking about it like never even shows up anymore it's like hey over here somebody i just no don't even bother him he it, he won't give us the time of day anyway so just move on these are not the droids you're looking for <laughs> you know <laughs> like stress affects me like it affects a robot like robots don't care um and so it doesn't serve me. It doesn't get me to where I need to be. So why embrace it? That's really it. And uh, I, that's like a mantra that I chant to Kristen all the time. Um, and she's she's really seen the results of that. She's like, I don't know how we're going to pay X Y Z. You know, it's due like tomorrow. We have our Melissa and Doug bill and it's $4,500 and it's due by the end of the week and we don't have $4,500. And I'm like, it'll get taken care of. I don't know how, but it'll get paid. Is you freaking out about it going to help? No. Then why freak out? Like if it isn't going to help us get that bill paid, then why freak out? 
I know, but we still need to get it paid. And then a week later, you know, it's like, did we get it paid? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> you know. So that's my view on stress. Chinese finger trap. I knew it was something like that. You get the most like profound thoughts. And then something simple you can't even remember. Isn't that weird how that works? Uh, Mark says, I bought this stock from a rock shop that went out of business many years ago with the intent of to open a rock shop. 9-11 happened, long story short. I have tons of rock shop stock and lapidary equipment. We seriously need to talk. Dude, we seriously do need to talk. So... Yeah, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Man, if I had the chance to buy out a rock shop, even if I weren't planning to open a rock shop, I would buy it buy it out just because. Um, what got me started was whenever I was a kid, this is a rabbit hole, I apologize. But whenever I was a kid, maybe um, seven or eight years old, my dad uh, worked as a security guard for the local college, Wilson College, and they had made the decision to build a new science center. And so uh, they went through and they pulled out the, the big equipment stuff that they were using, but um, they were planning to replace a lot of their samples and all of that. And so uh, they told the employees that they could go in and take stuff that they wanted. And so my dad went in and got um, an old microscope, which I still have like brass and everything. It actually works pretty well. And, um, a big chunk of their rock collection up until that point, rock collecting really wasn't a thing for me, you know, but he brought those rocks home and the minerals and such. And man, it just fired me up. It was like the perfect storm for me. And so ever since then, seven, eight years old, however old I was, um, I've collected rocks and minerals. I go to shows all the time, have for years. Chris and I were just at one last month. And uh, I love it. We have, we literally have rocks in every room of our house in one form or another. Um, we actually even have rocks in the cash registers at our stores. Mostly citrine because, you know, citrine stands for like prosperity and stuff. Good vibe for prosperity. But literally we have them everywhere. So that's awesome. We will definitely talk about that. Um, Tim says, I worked on this museum in Indianapolis years ago. It became the Dinosphere. Dude, you worked on that museum, the Children's Museum in, in Indianapolis? Like, I know that museum. I've not been there yet. But I literally have a picture of it hanging on my vision board. Right to my right. It's there. I can't believe you worked on that. That's awesome. It's such a... Mad, it's the largest children's museum in the world. And it's amazing looking. My goal is to outdo it. Like, I want to outdo it. But... <laughs> But that's awesome. I had no idea. That's great. Uh, Robert says, if you pray and don't take action, you truly don't believe that you have help from a higher power. Yeah, Jesus isn't going to come down and do it for you. 
sorry. I mean, he just isn't. Neither is God. Don't care, too busy, whatever. But actually, God isn't busy. He just is, or she is, or it is. However you want to choose to look at it. God is a divine source of power, is. How's that? So, you know, if you don't take action, God's not going to go, crap, I can't believe it. I gave him like the perfect opportunity and I didn't take it. That conversation just don't happen. Except maybe in your head. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> no joke. Mark says, snickerdoodle ice cream equals kryptonite. Dude, totally, totally. <laughs> Tony says, uh, you could literally be literally eating into your ice cream shop profits if you're not careful. My bigger concern isn't that. My bigger concern is ending up weighing 300 pounds. <laughs> like that I don't want. Um, I, I do have willpower. I mean, I, I can resist most of the time. Of course, tell that to my Star Wars collection. I guess maybe I don't have as much willpower as I think I do. Um, Ann says, have you tried chili cow ice cream? I need to indulge in some ice cream. I had a bad car accident last Friday. I'm sorry to hear that. But I'm looking forward to what better things the universe is opening up for me. Well, I hope that uh, really happens for you quickly. I'm sorry that you were in an accident. That's crazy. As far as chili cow, I don't know that I've heard of that brand. But I'll have to investigate that now. Chris says, as soon as you say you never get sick, you start coughing. I know. I pay attention. And my desk is wood, so maybe I should knock on it. Um, Anne says, I love your rabbit holes and rock and gem shops. <laughs> she says, you should name your ice cream shop the rabbit hole. Actually, I should name my life that because <laughs> I feel like I'm always going down some rabbit hole or something. So Tim says, uh, I did architectural illustrations of it. What? Okay, so you and I should talk more too. Well, it's been a while since we've talked anyway. Um, darn Nam's not happening anymore. Don't get to see some of these folks that I enjoy spending time with. Um, that's cool. We'll, I definitely want to hear more about that because I love that place. I, we haven't gotten there yet, but... Ever since I discovered it, and I was literally doing research for this science center that we want to build, and I came across this, and I called Kristen over, and I'm, I said, look at this place. They've got freaking dinosaurs looking in the window. Like, how cool is that? She's like, where is that? And I said, it's in Indianapolis. It's a children's museum. She's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. We need to go there. And uh, Mavis says, what great synchronicity is happening during the session for you with rocks? Yeah, well, what's really cool is um, Mark and I, a couple years ago, he and his brother and myself and a couple others, Val, I don't know if she's here. Um, uh, anyways, we all got together um, down in uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, and spent a couple days together taking photos. 
of different areas of nature and everything and uh went up to the top of Klingman's dome and uh just went all over the place it was a real blast we had such a good time together uh but even then i didn't know anything about rocks that he had rocks or anything so it's just kind of cool to find that out all right folks well that's all that i have for today um it's another fun show i think at least fun for me um but some really cool as mavis said synchronicities uh, mark and tim we will definitely have to talk more uh but i hope you enjoy the rest of your week and uh we will get together here next tuesday at 10 a.m eastern so we'll see you everyone <laughs>